It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Red Friday and what a difference a week can make after Sunday's narrow home defeat to Celtic. The Dons travel to Rugby Park for a Scottish Cup replay against Kilmarnock. With Aberdeen coming out on top of a seven-goal thriller that anyone who is there will remember for a long time. Don's defender Andy Considine is aware of just how important winning the match was. For everyone involved, it was massive. You know, I mean, uh, we've all been under uh, a lot of scrutiny recently, and I know the manager's going to take the brunt of that. Um, but you know, the manager has uh, before the, the Hamilton game. You know, we, we all sat down after lunch and you know we had a real, a real go at us. You know, just we knew we hadn't been playing well enough. You know, the performances hadn't been good enough, and uh, something needed to change. And I felt that conversation has changed things. You know, for for him, for for all of us. I mean, the manager's been absolutely brilliant since he's coming. You know, he's 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 lifted this club back to where it should be. Um, you know, reaching finals, <coughs> you know, finishing Europe every year. You know, he's, he works tirelessly behind the scenes on the training pitch. Him and his staff, you know, they've, they've been unbelievable. Um, and the, the least we can do is go and perform and, uh, and you know get ourselves back to Hamden and, and, and make sure that we're in contention of European games um, and performing week in week out. That's that's all you can ask for. North Sound One Red Friday. This is Red Friday and I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. Andrew, have you recovered yet from Wednesday's goal fest? Uh, just about, I think. Uh, <laughs> heart rate's just coming down below four figures, I think. <laughs> it was incredible. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, uh, you're dead and buried uh, going into the last two minutes of the game and you're thinking, you know, it's so disappointing. We've attacked all second half, but we haven't really forced a save out of uh, the Kilmarnock goalkeeper. They've defended extremely well, give them their due. And then we said, we're just looking for one bit of quality from Niall McGinn from a free kick. And up pops Andy Considine, as he did in the League Cup tie at Dundee earlier on in the season to uh, draw us back from the abyss. And then, extra time, you go ahead, two minutes in extra time, you think, good, we can relax a wee bit now. Brophy produced a fantastic free kick to make it 2-2. And then subconsciously you're thinking, right, it's going to be penalties. And then, uh, you know, Ross Millen breaks down the right-hand side, gets away from Dean Campbell, gets a cross in. Michael Devlin gets a wee bit tangled up. Uh, ball comes out to Kabamba about a yard out and even... Any one of the three of us, well, certainly Dave and I would just about manage to score. You're a goal scorer and you're a lot younger than us. But, it's not um, a different level, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but um, at 3 2 down, you're just thinking, oh no. But that wasn't uh, the, the reaction on the park. Uh, if ever you wanted to see the spirit of Aberdeen Football Club, it came in that next two minutes. Ferguson drives into the box, draws a foul from Stuart Finlay, uh, and it's a penalty. And Sam Cosgrove had a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Bear in mind, he hadn't scored for seven games. Uh, you know, this is a massive penalty for Aberdeen because the season could be over if he misses it, but he sticks it away, sends the goalkeeper the wrong way, and you're thinking, OK, right, now we're going to go to penalties. And then, unbelievably, Considine produces a burst of energy from seemingly nowhere, gets the ball into the middle, and poor Connor Johnson just couldn't get out the road of the ball. It finds the back of the net, and lo and behold, we've won a game, Dave, that... I think we we really thought 
had gone from us only two or three minutes earlier. Yeah, I mean, if Lewis Ferguson's part, I think at that stage of the game when you're 117, not 127 <laughs> yes. minutes, Andrew got I a lost bit tongue tied. Completely um, there. I'll let you off. <laughs> 117 minutes of the game gone to produce that uh, burst where he left two Killy players for, for dead, forced the foul, which. To be fair, Finlay, we thought it was Johnson at the time. Yeah. Thankfully for him, it wasn't because <laughs> his, his part was to come. But uh, um, he probably didn't have to dive in, Stuart Finlay. But Sam Cosgrove, I was thinking when he scored the penalty, brilliant. But I hope he doesn't do what he did in the Hearts penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you just automatically assumed it was penalties. But Andy Considine, when you watch it again, for him to actually reach that ball bef- at that stage before the ball goes out of play and to get the cross in, which... Johnson it, it hit him in the head rather than him trying to head it away it was just it, Curtis Main had blocked him in terms of he didn't see the ball till very late I thought first of all it was Main that had got the, the final touch but it was an unfortunate own goal but it doesn't really matter who scores uh, but the scenes at the end and the the emotion emotional ringer that the fans went through <laughs> in that last five minutes because when it went 3-2 you could see the you know, so, oh, and then by the end, it was just uh, the manager spoke about the connection between the fans and the players at the end, and uh, that was brilliant for for all to see. So we we live again, and we we go on to a trip down to Paisley um, a week tomorrow in in Saturday evening, a seven twenty kickoff in oh, the evening, unusual. which is a very, very unusual. unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna describe the game in five tweets. These are five tweets that happened during the last the sort of dying moments of uh, the game on Wednesday. Uh, Nick Baxter says, Mrs. thought I was having a fit in bed. Uh, Bill Buffalino says, right, heading up to the Richard Donald stand in the morning and starting on the Andrew Considine statue, uh, who's with me. Uh, Greg Duncan then says, was I the only one to eat a whole packet of biscuits during extra time? Uh, Angus the Bull says, I'm not allowed to use bad words, so I'll just say your beauty, or maybe moo. Erin uh, Greaves says, in all that drama, I forgot to commend Killy on providing an absolutely fantastic pie. Excellent as always. That pretty much sums up the uh, Although, I think beginning Kamara of the emotions. Although I think contributed more than the pie, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was just, it was what football's all about. Yeah. That's what makes it so special. I think the two cup uh, replays uh, in midweek, it's such a shame that they, they couldn't have been televised because uh, they had all the drama that is associated with it. Which contrast. the Champions League yeah. didn't. Exactly, you know. contrast to the Champions League, which yeah. everybody, you know, everybody... It's a bit sterile, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a shame because there were so many Dons fans on Wednesday that really wanted to, to, to be able to kind of in, enjoy that game and be in a cup as well. It's such an important, as you've mentioned... But it's you know we just have no hope when the Champions League's but on. But it's isn't it good to see that Scottish footballers still treat the Scottish Cup with the respect it deserves? Unlike yeah. down south, where it's looked on as being an unnecessary evil games that have to be got out of their way by the big sides down there because they're only interested in Champions League money. Up here, it counts for so much. I mean, two incredible quarter final re- or, or fifth round replays. You know, St Mirren four one up. Uh, at Motherwell when did St Mirren last score four in a game four Far and a less, half aye, <laughs> less, less, less uh, you know away from home uh, away from home against Premiership opposition and then you're thinking well we're, if we win against Colmarnock if we can scrape through maybe 1-0 or something like that we'll get to go to St Mirren and then it ends up being 4-4 with about 15 minutes left of the game yeah. so you're thinking well here we go Motherwell are going to fight back and then it goes to penalties and one penalty converted in the opening five uh, incredible drama but 
completely put in the shade by what happened in those final four minutes at Rugby Park oh, have on Wednesday. A 4-4 game would be put in the shade by the game the next night. Incredible. Yeah. I have to say though, Andrew, as the stat man, um, to, to get that uh, get that wrong, I love your tweet uh, on Wednesday. Uh, apologies everyone, lost the ability to count in all the excitement of Rugby Park. The game didn't last 130 or 131 minutes. What a win. I know you mentioned it, but I just had to mention it again because it's not yeah, often well. you get a stat wrong. Well, the thing is, I'm so used to Andrew correcting me when I'm wrong that when I said that <laughs> Kilmarnock scored in the 116th minute he said no no 126 I just <laughs> accepted that just apparently pool. Livingston manager Gary Holt was in BBC Scotland and was going on about how did Aberdeen manage to get a goal after 130 minutes <laughs> good question Gary <laughs> I have uh, no but, idea but it, it's, isn't it great that, that football can still do that to you yeah um, absolutely you, you just almost lose the, the ability to think rationally yeah. just because of yeah. the drama that is happening in, fo- in front of you and you know, we had some diehard Kilmarnock fans in front of us who went through the absolute mm. emotional ringer. The same yeah. as Aberdeen fans did, because they really thought, you know, their team had got the, the monkey off On their several back. occasions yeah, during the match. Of, of never having beaten Aberdeen uh, in a Scottish Cup tie. But Derek McInnes has an unbelievable record down at Rugby Park, and it just goes on. It doesn't seem to matter how well or how badly we play, we get a result. But hey, you've got to give enormous credit to the manager. It was a very, very brave decision at half-time to make three substitutions. Yeah. And with all due respect to the guys who came off, the, the boys that came on, Sam Cosgrove obviously getting the equalising goal, uh, with that pressure penalty Shea Logan looking much more like the Shea Logan that we know and love bombing up and down that right hand side but Dean Campbell for me Dave absolutely outstanding he just he, he dictated the tempo of the game in the middle of the park speeded it up his passing was excellent uh, his the, defensive the, work has improved w- so one, much as one well. thing apart when he missed the when challenge missed, well, and, which and I, thought it, I just saw the number two at the back and I thought it was Matty Kennedy was back because it, it looked like a, a striker's or, or a, yeah. a forward player's tackle but uh, uh, the manager <laughs> said Dean was brilliant but he, he said apart from yes. <laughs> but hey um, he's still an 18 year old boy yeah. and he came on and he made such a huge difference yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are going to look back as well at last week's game, uh, Sunday's game against Celtic, because a game that when we were talking about it a week ago, we were looking at that and going, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a difficult one. A draw would be good. And actually, what happened in the end, Dave? Disappointment not to win the game. Yeah, uh, the the fact that the fans stayed behind to applaud the team after a 2-1 defeat and the manner of Celtic's uh, winner, it came when Aberdeen were attacking Andy Constant involved again because he was up uh, crossing the ball but uh, it was great to see it wasn't us trying to hold out for a 1-1 it was us going for the winner and looking the more likely of the two sides to if anyone was going to score it did look like us so it was uh, very disappointing but you know, amidst all that disappointment, there was a real feeling that there was so many positives to take from the game, which I think has been underlined by what happened on Wednesday. Yeah, Andrew, I mean, obviously conditions played its part. Celtic defence looked shaky at times just with dealing with the simple things uh, in the game, but a lot of that was down to the pressure that the Dons were putting on them. The pressure that the Dons were putting on to them and, and also the wind, because we could feel the wind a bit up at the back of the stand, but when we came down... Uh, to pitch level at the end of the game it was noticeable how strong that wind was down there so it must have been extremely difficult but you've got to give credit to Celtic they've got an insatiable desire to win trophies and that was shown with Ayer's run uh, right at the death that that ended up with him getting the goal Um, they've found a way to 
grind out victories when things appear to be going against him. But as Dave said, you saw that the manager of the Celtic celebration and Neil Lennon's celebration, it just showed how much that victory meant to them. And it was a fantastic game of football, played in difficult conditions, but I think Aberdeen rediscovered a lot of their pride, particularly against a Celtic side who'd blown them off the park, literally, never mind any wind, (laughs) um, in the previous league meeting between the teams. But... uh, uh, or at Pittori, I should say, because we we did well down at, at Celtic Park, and yeah. I think um, the the belief is starting to come back into the Don side now that we can compete against the big two. Uh, but it was a disappointment. But as you said, Dave, you know we took the positives from that forward into Wednesday night, and now we're on to the the Scottish Cup quarter final. Uh, but we've got to return to league business and and make sure that that wasn't a false dawn. Yeah, I think the good thing is that, uh, you know, Sam Cosgrove looked more like the old Sam Cosgrove when he came on on, on Wednesday. Craig Bryson and Dylan McGeoch, although they left, were substituted at half-time, they've got huge parts to play. And remember, Dylan McGeoch had a, a goal-saving tackle in the first half, so he played, his, yeah. he played his his part as well. Um, and Conor McLennan was looking really lively for the first 10 minutes and then which Aberdeen were and then faded a, a bit and as the manager said it was they were having to play he was having to play more like a full back than a, a wing back so um, there's a lot of you know Funsojo to come back Greg Lee Scott Wright to come back as well uh, John Gallagher and Ronnie Hernandez weren't involved in Wednesday night so there's you know it really is starting to look like a, a proper squad it is yeah yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk more about that as well as that. We're going to be hearing from Matty Kennedy, who got on the score sheet in that Scottish Cup replay, a very important goal as well, as it proved to be. Well, they all did. I mean, there were so many, it's hard to pick pick and choose. As well as that, of course, it was a huge win for Cove Rangers last week. We'll be taking a look at that and uh, everything else on Red Friday. We're back in just a moment. North Sound 1, Red Friday. With Red Wing, when safety is critical, they've got your PPE covered. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, this is Red Friday on North Sound 1. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny, And uh, off the back of a huge week of football for the Dons, not much more so than that Wednesday Scottish Cup replay against Kilmarnock in a game where Matty Kennedy got on the score sheet and he says it's a match that only comes around once in a lifetime. I've never been involved in a game, in a game like that. Um, but it feels great to come out in the winning side. Um, it shows the spirit we've got in the camp. We kept going to the end and no, obviously delighted to get the win and first goal as well, obviously delighted. Big Andy's not at the part and um, we've got the penalty and then Big Andy's uh, got the fifth goal, so... Big Andy, my hero. I'm jumping about the change room shooting Andy, you're my hero, isn't it? So uh, nah, I'm happy for the big man. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Calls for an Andy Considine statue outside Petodri, Andrew. Um, he's a fantastic player. Uh, as I think I said in commentary on Wednesday night, he's the Aberdeen fan with the jersey on out in the park. Yeah. And... You know, he just epitomises the spirit that there is in that side. And if everybody looks at Andy Considine and and says, if I can replicate what he gives to this club, we're going to be in a good place. Yeah, absolutely. And Matty Kennedy, good to see him get a goal. 
Yeah, and you can tell how quickly he's integrated into the dressing room just from the from his uh, wee clip there. And uh, he's off and running, and he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, he ran his socks off, particularly in that second half, and gave the Kilmarnock uh, defence a really torrid time. And uh, that was his best game since he's joined. And it showed why the manager really pushed the boat out to try and get him before the summer which yeah. was the original yeah. way and the fact that he wasn't cup tied from St Johnson uh, by St Johnson then that, that was quite crucial and pivotal on Wednesday Craig Bryson perhaps for the Dons fans in the second half of the season what we're hoping is that he almost feels like a, a new signing as well given the problems that he's had with injuries Yeah um, I think Craig needs game time uh, that's fairly obvious um, it was no reflection on his performance that he was uh, taken off at half time. The system didn't work. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he and Dylan McGee, they're they're quite similar type players. But um, Bryson, when he's fully up to speed, is a, a real box to box player. We saw it a couple of times earlier on in the season, uh, but unfortunately, it was curtailed by injury. But yeah, he's going to have a big part to play. And as Dave said, you know, it, it's so important to have the squad strength there now that Aberdeen have got because. Uh, you know, when Ross County visit, we may well have to change a bit around in the, in the starting eleven just to get the guys who are freshest. Because that that was, you know, mentally as well as physically, that was a tough, tough shift that they yeah. put in on Wednesday night. Absolutely. Well, let's look ahead then to Saturday's game. It's the visit of Ross County, who have had a mixed February. Dave, they, they got that win against Livingston, then were beaten con- comprehensively by Hibs, and then, of course... Uh, the draw with St Johnston yeah, the other week as well. They struggle, they struggle in the roads, Ross County, and hopefully that will continue um, this weekend. So, starting with tomorrow's game, so it's one that on paper, of course, Aberdeen will go in as strong favourites. But we did have that strength sapping game mm-hmm. um, in midweek, so you know that will give. County a wee a wee lift and that's what Stuart Kettlewell and Stephen Ferguson will be telling their players that you know you know they're going to, their legs are going to feel it um, near near the end but again fans have got a huge role to play it's say community trust day tomorrow at the at the club so lots of activities lots of youngsters there and uh, of course when you've got all these youngsters there you want to make sure that they want to come back again and what better way than the uh, a nice high-scoring victory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you said, uh, Ross County struggle a bit on the road. Only one win in 14 league games away from home. They've conceded 32 goals in those 14 games. They've actually got the worst defensive record in the league. And they have suffered some uh, fairly comprehensive defeats mm-hmm. at Petaudry. Uh, but they've they've got a fighting spirit about them. You saw that against St Johnston last week. Billy Mackay scoring well, almost got, with the last kick of the ball. A goal scorer in Billy Mackay as well, which yeah. is always important for teams at the lower end of the, the table. Absolutely, but um, they're missing Ross Stewart, uh, who's injured. And I think Messrs Kettlewell and Ferguson are still you know, having to chop and change because of injuries um, loss of form etc uh, they won't fancy coming to Aberdeen despite the fact that they know the Dons will be a wee bit jaded physically perhaps but you know 
the adrenaline rush that you get if you get a, a couple of early goals uh, will make the Dons players forget all about uh, Wednesday night's exertions. But uh, County will, will give us a game, there's no question of that, because they need points. Yeah, yeah. and... You've also got the three players that went off at half-time only played 45. The guys who came on didn't play a, a full full 90 minutes. So and we'd... Did they not? Was it not 130-plus? <laughs> well, in your, in your mind they did, but uh, in reality they did. Uh, and, uh, of course, we have got the likes of Gallagher and Hernandez. Yeah. In, and maybe Ojo back from, from Ojo, injury as well. Maybe Matt Ryan Hedges wasn't involved. Uh, yeah. you know, he's yeah. certainly he's a Welsh internationalist, uh, plenty of skill. Uh, so there's there's plenty for uh, Derek to to think about ahead of tomorrow's game. Yeah, and and of course for the crowd as well, getting a win like that ahead of a game at Pataudry just gives everyone a huge lift. Absolutely, I mean, uh, in years to come, the twelve hundred and eight fans who will were there will suddenly become about twenty thousand because everybody <laughs> will want to say, oh yeah, I was there when we beat Kilmarnock, that an amazing Scottish Cup tie. But uh, uh, huge credit to to the twelve hundred and eight who who made the long journey south. I bet it was um, a much better journey home than they were anticipating with a few minutes to go. Well, it was, and the rain actually went off for the journey home, uh, which was fine <laughs> because it was horrendous from about Perth onwards, uh, going down there, and. The, as I think Matty Kennedy said when he spoke to me for Red TV after the game, he said they made plenty of noise all the way through, but that outpouring of emotion, relief, whatever it was, elation, uh, at the end when the, the final whistle went and would managed somehow or other to get ourselves through and the connect, as the gaffer said, between everyone once again so important uh, as as we go forward because 11 league games hopefully three Scottish Cup games there's still an awful lot of football to play, be played and a lot of prizes to be won between now and the end of the season We talk about an early goal a lot Dave and obviously that was the, the key in that game away at midweek against Hamilton was getting that early goal it shows the difference that can that can make to the the game going forward, and especially for the Dons, because teams will start to sit in more and more as the game progresses. Yeah, and uh, also the importance of not conceding an early goal, because in the the game against St Johnston not that long ago at Petardry, it meant that they just had they had something to hang on to from as early as the sixth minute. So, not only you want to to get the opposition to have to come out of their shell a bit, uh, which nothing better than an early goal. We are scoring. It's a, it's a you know, two weeks ago was it where we were saying where's the next goal going to come from now we're scoring yeah. for fun <laughs> um, so and hopefully that that continues because it's all about confidence and the confidence right now is sky high yeah absolutely who's your one to watch from a Don's perspective Andrew? Um, oh, there's so many potential candidates there isn't there? Um, I think Matty Kennedy because uh, although you know, I think the gaffer said to you, Dave, after the game, he's a, a throwback. Uh, he's a, a boy that looks knackered as soon as he go on, goes <laughs> on to the park, but um, he just kept on going. And uh, not only going forward was he very good, but he made sure that Stephen O'Donnell couldn't get forward for Kilmarnock, and he's a very important attacking outlet for, for Killy. Um, I think he'll have, he won't have quite so much defensive work to do, but uh, having got that goal, you'll want to add to it. So I think Marty Kennedy could be a big player for Aberdeen against Ross County. Dave? Uh, well, it's tempting to say Andy Considine because I'm <laughs> sure when his name gets read out uh, by, by Mellis tomorrow, it's go- you're going to get such a cheer. But I'm going to go for Curtis Main because that's him. Three games now he's led the line. He's led the line very well. Interesting thing is the two up front, uh, it worked on, on Wednesday so I wouldn't be surprised given all things into consideration if both Curtis and Sam start 
could be completely wrong, of course. But uh, so, and and I think Curtis is at last showing. Um, not just glimpses, but showing exactly why the manager was determined to get him last year. I'm guessing neither of you want quite such a tense game tomorrow in terms of <laughs> a 4-3. Uh, no, not really. Uh, we'd, we'd like it to be a, a nice, comfortable stroll in the in And remember, the this, this one can only go to 100 minutes, not <laughs> 130. <laughs> yeah, that's it, absolutely. Um, but no, I... Hey, you, you wouldn't pass up in having been involved in that game on Wednesday night for, no, for anything. No, absolutely, no, absolutely. Right then, let's move on to the predictor. And of course, a reminder, St Mirren Hearts, that's been postponed, but we'll do that one anyway. Doors, well, the table we've got a change at, at the top of the table. Um, I, I scored 10 points last week, so I'm mm. in 113. Dave, you got five, you're 109. Alan Davidson from the Red Review also got double figures. He got 10 for 104. Mike, you got seven to get up to 96. Fraser Fivey representing the Red Army last week, now a Sky Pundit, after all our good mentoring. Indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, he got eight, so he's an 88, and poor old Dave Galloway. Where everybody else is getting multiple points, Dave got a solitary point, so he's languishing. I'm trying to figure out how that's possible. <laughs> well, yeah, Dave's we... the only person that can tell you. <laughs> yeah. um, he's on 80. Okay, uh, right, so let's uh, look at this weekend's game, starting with tonight's match. It's St Mirren at home to Hearts, Andrew. Um... Both sides desperate for a victory, but I think neither's going to get it. I think it's going to finish 1-1. Dave? I think Hearts' problems are going to continue. They're running out of time, they're running out of games, and I think St Mirren will sneak it 2-1. That's exactly how I've gone. I, I see the, a similar kind of result uh, this evening. And uh, let's get Kenny's prediction. My prediction for the St Mirren Hearts game will be St Mirren 1, Hearts 2 Right then, uh, moving on to Saturday. So tomorrow's games then. First of all, uh, we'll look at the Hamilton-Motherwell game, Dave. Lanarkshire Derby, they don't like each other. And I think um, Motherwell, I think they're starting to um, show signs of cracking a wee bit. So I think it'll be a share Mm 1-1. Andrew? I think for the second week in a row, it's going to be a 2-2 draw for Hamilton. I think, I have this feeling that Motherwell might just find some sort of form tomorrow. I think Motherwell will win that one 2-1. Hamilton nil, Motherwell 2. Then we've got Hibs Livingston, Andrew. I think home advantage will just shade it for Hibs 2-1. That's exactly what I've gone for, 2-1 Hibs. I've gone 2-2. I'm going for Hibs 3, Livingston 1. Then of course it's the big one at Pataudry, it's Aberdeen, Ross County, Dave. Yeah, goal fest tomorrow, 4-0 <laughs> Aberdeen. 4-0, <laughs> okay. uh, one less, 3-0 Aberdeen. Yeah, I've gone 2-0. I'm going for Aberdeen 2, Ross County 0. Then on Sunday, the early kickoff it's St Johnston against Rangers in McDermott Park. Andrew? Uh, I think Rangers have to win, so they'll edge it 2-1. I think it'll be slightly more comfortable for the visitors. 3-1 Rangers. Yeah, I think they're probably going to score a few in this one. I've gone 4-0 to the visitors. St Johnston 1, Rangers 2. And then Celtic against Kilmarnock on Sunday afternoon, Dave. Uh, always the hardest time after you've played midweek in Europe, um, especially away from home, Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0. Andrew? I think Kilmarnock's spirit will have been crushed by that lost Aberdeen 3-0 Celtic Yeah, I've gone 4-0 to the home side Celtic 3, Kilmarnock 0 Yeah, some interesting fixtures uh, this weekend uh, in the top league in Scotland and uh, Andrew, just looking at those ones uh, for me, the Hibs-Livingston game is is quite intriguing It is, I mean, Livingston have been fantastic uh, but Hibs seem to have got their mojo back uh, they're playing some very bright attacking football. Mark McNulty scoring goals. Martin Boyle's informed Christine Doidge, who 
couldn't have hit a cow's backside with a banjo at Pataudry earlier on in the season. He's scoring goals. Uh, they've tightened up a bit at the back. And Scott Allen, they've got one of the most inventive midfield players in the Scottish game. And things looking good there for Jack Ross. But uh, uh, I think Livingston will battle all the way. Uh, there's no question of that. Yeah. But I, I just feel Hibs have got to, a slight edge on them. Uh, Hamilton Motherwell as well is another one, Dave. That, that again, because it's there's a there's the element of that derby in there. Motherwell's form, as you mentioned, not particularly great of late. And I think um, Steve Robinson doesn't know what his best um, combination up front is because and injuries haven't helped. Injuries haven't helped with Chris Long, who I think is a really good player. He's he's out just now, um, and uh, this, obviously James Scott was transferred to to Hull City, so. Yeah, uh, Hamilton, they're fighting for their lives and they come up season after season with something to make sure that they don't go down and uh, I think there's every chance they'll do it again although a lot of people are tipping them to go down this time Yeah, uh, lots of games happening this weekend uh, including, of course, uh, Cove Rangers they're back in action after last week's amazing win we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a couple of minutes as well as that, we're going to hear from Don's boss Derek McInnes on the good form and how he hopes to continue that into the league once again at Petaudry tomorrow that's on the way next North Sound 1, Red Friday with Red Wing. When safety is critical, they've got your PPE covered. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, this is North Sound 1's Red Friday. Aberdeen play Ross County at Petaudry tomorrow. And boss Derek McInnes is looking for the good form to continue into the league. I think the last few games, I'll be honest, I think um, even the first game in his command, I thought it was a lot right about the performance, but um, it's results that matter. The cup is so important for their club, it's so important. Nobody knows that more than me. You know, it's um, every year we put ourselves forward to say that we're a team that can win it. You can't say that as a manager, you don't believe in your team. I wouldn't say that if I didn't think we could win the cup. But we are one of the few teams that actually believe at the start that we can win it, and nothing changes. And, We've got fans, supporters, clubs need a couple of players. Not just for the feel-good factor, financial part of it is really important, but um, it can uh, it'd be a short adrenaline into your league campaign as well. If you've got quarter-finals and semi-finals and cup-finals to look forward to, we've been that team, we've got the benefit of that through the league form, and hopefully we can be that team again. It was, it was a big win for us tonight. I do think the last four or five games, four games or so, it's been... There's been a real improvement in the performance. It really has. Um, and we're getting back to a, uh, a squad, I think, who's getting stronger. The body's coming back and a level of performance that is more akin to the, the standards that we've set for ourselves over the last seven years. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, he'll be relieved, Andrew, that the team have found that form and, and found the back of the net as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's been contributory factors as to why it hasn't really burst to life this season. Uh, lots of injuries, uh, players having to be played out of position, new players being integrated into the side. Uh, but if you want to get a time to, to hit peak form, it's this stage in the season, really. I mean, you think back to the Fergie days, Aberdeen used to start the season okay and then there would be 
solid and then round about New Year we'd play Dundee United and we'd lose to them and you thought oh no the bubble's burst here but then they would go on a run from there right through the end of the season where they barely lost a game which would encapsulate a, a winning Scottish Cup run and more often than not um, you know a real challenge at the top end of the table so second half of the season has often been good for Derek McInnes it's maybe taken longer for it to kick kick off this season uh, but as I mentioned earlier you know 11 league games and hopefully three Scottish Cup games still to come now is the time that you really want to be firing in all cylinders and, and there are signs as the manager said that Aberdeen are just a way to do that yeah and staying in the cup Dave huge huge boost for the league absolutely and that's again what the manager alluded to because if you're st- still in the cup there's cup uh, whether it's quarter final semi final or final places to play for so th- there's no incentive at all to let levels drop um, either uh, subliminally or um, you know definite uh, to because the cup run is 30 years since we've won the Scottish Cup it's no, far far too long fed up introducing Brian Irvin as the last person <laughs> to uh, score a competitive goal in a cup final for uh, Aberdeen when uh, when we won the cup so uh, and Brian's fed up with being introduced as that as well I think so uh, mind you the penalty shootout felt like it lasted 30 years back then as well it, it did yeah I mean, it's it's strange, isn't it? I mean, 1970, we won the Cup. 1990, we won the Cup. We didn't think that it was going to be another 30 years, but it's another year with a zero in the end of it. Yeah. And there's been a, a few occasions where we've, we've beaten Kilmarnock on the way to getting to Cup Finals, to winning Cup Finals. Any excuse um, to find a stat, Andrew? Well, 1970, <laughs> we beat them in the semi-final and won yeah. the Cup. This time we've beaten them a little bit earlier in the competition. Let's hope we can go in and win the cup once again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there was another huge game in the northeast last weekend in uh, pretty terrible conditions, to be perfectly honest. And that was uh, Cove Rangers. They hosted Edinburgh City, Dave, in a, in a game where, for large spells of that game, much like on Wednesday, it looked like Cove were going to lose that 100% home record. It did, and uh, the conditions were so bad that when it went to 1-1, the players were actually asking the referee to... You know, call it off, but the referee, who apparently was, this is from Fraser, who was a guest with the, the boys, uh, the referee didn't fancy having to come back up from Edinburgh for the replay, so he continued. And thankfully for Cove, he did because but correct decision, well correct done, decision. That well done, referee. Um, <laughs> won't hear a word against him. And uh, again, Rory McAllister showing exactly what a shrewd. Uh, uh, capture he's been for uh, for Paul Hartley so no nope, and that, and that keep, just keeps the, the pressure off I think I think Cove will you know gap six points again and I think I can't see them slipping up now yeah I think with Edinburgh City it's not so much the defeat which is obviously hard to take it's the psychological effect of having been 1-0 up and still lost the game uh, and that's a six point gap now well, there's been a number of occasions this season where they've had opportunities to close the gap in, on Cove and they haven't taken them and Cove have punished them for that. So a six-point lead at this late stage in the season is invaluable. The goal difference is, is worth another point to Cove. Uh, but they've made Balmoral Stadium an absolute fortress. They're the only club in Scotland with a 100% home record. Only Liverpool throughout the rest of the UK I've got a 100% home record not so, bad company to keep absolutely I mean it's it's been fantastic and you know Mitch Meganson uh, has missed a couple of games he is the talisman for, for Cove Rangers you get him back fit partnering Rory McAllister up top and you can see them going on but Queen's Park tomorrow uh, they're sitting on 35 points in fourth place one clear of Elgin in the race for the playoff places and uh, Ray McKinnon will bring his side up north uh, looking to try and end this 
fantastic home record of course but I think they'll just be too strong and it'll be another three points towards ultimately a title which will promote them into League One for yeah, next season Absolutely, well it is important now they've got that huge uh, win out the way now Dave but they want to really kick on from here and uh, how, how do you see this one going tomorrow? I think Cove I think uh, a huge lift for the manner of the victory last week and they want to keep this 100% record uh, right through till the end of the season They'll be, uh, despite the fact that Aberdeen are at home as well they'll, they'll still have a, a decent crowd for, for that one and uh, I can't see anything other than a Cove win Peter Head, they're in action. They lost last week to East Fife 1-0, but they're hosting Airdrie, who have had a reasonable season, Andrew. They are doing quite well. They've played 26 games, 42 points, only four off the top spots. You've got uh, you've only got um, Wraith Rovers and Falkirk ahead of Airdrie, so they'll, they'll make life difficult for Peter Head, but home territory, uh, Jim McAnally will be make, wanting to make sure that they avoid defeat because they're... Although they're sitting in seventh spot, they're only two points clear of second bottom forfer, and the last thing they want is, at this stage of the season is to be getting dragged into that uh, relegation playoff tussle. Yeah. Uh, I think they're too good a side, but they, they haven't shown the consistency that they've done in previous years this term. Uh, again, a lot of changes to to the makeup of their team. Uh, that you can never underestimate how difficult it is for new players to come in and fit into a system. Uh, it does take time, and fans can be very fickle, as we know. You know, they're, they're always looking for instant success when, uh, you know, other factors are in play uh, that prevent that success coming along your way. But uh, I think when they're at home, they're a, they're a tough nut to crack, Peterhead, uh, and Airdrie will know that they've been in a game. It wouldn't surprise me if it ended up all square. Yeah, it's been a weird season in terms of results for Peterhead. They've, they've perhaps picked up results where maybe they'd been doubted that they would, and then vice versa. They've lost games where they probably would have hoped to win. Yeah, and as Andrew said, they're you know not that far off the, the relegation playoff, which is not a territory you want to get into at all. Now, like Andrew, I think yeah, they are too good a side but we've said that about teams that have gone you know Hearts were too good a side to be bottom of the, the Premiership and they uh, Oh happened. no they're not <laughs> so, It's not Panto season yet uh, So um, You yeah. would think it was the way Hearts have been playing <laughs> Very good Very good point but, uh, I, No I, I think an arrow home win I can see to, uh, tomorrow afternoon and uh, that'll take the ease, ease the pressure of getting dragged dragged down into that second bottom It would position. be nice to have Peter Head and Cove Rangers in the same league next season Andrew. Absolutely but, I mean, but League One Yeah <laughs> Yes indeed um, uh, It would uh, boost northeast football, not that uh, it's needing boosting at the moment because with Cove flying, uh, they're getting some fantastic crowds and you know decent weather conditions and Aberdeen not being at home would be- benefit them no end. Uh, but unfortunately, the fixture calendar has produced I think it's eight games where both sides are at home uh, on mm. the same day. But uh, no. Uh, North northeast football's in, in good shape at the moment. Peterhead would like to be further up the table and, and be challenging for uh, a playoff place uh, for going up rather than staying away from a playoff place for going down. But uh, as I said, you know Jim McInally's a shrewd campaigner and he'll get things turned around there and they'll know that they've, they've got to work hard but um, I'm sure they'll get away from the, the bottom end of the table. They're not going to be involved in anything, it's, you know, dire at the end of the season Speaking of North East football and beyond Highland League uh, at the weekend Andrew how are we looking? Uh, well we hope that uh, the weather that has avoided um, the North East continues like this because um, we've been down well 
that's the last two midweeks we've been down south and it's been horrendous down there. Yeah. I, I think if Rugby Park had been a grass pitch, we'd have been struggling yeah, on Wednesday we night because it was so wet. Uh, but up north, uh, the game of the day, undoubtedly Fraserburgh against Brora Rangers. Uh, Fraserburgh uh, have got four games in hand of Brora, but they are 17 points behind. Uh, so really they've got to win this one to have any chance of, of catching uh, the Catics at the top of the table but um, for, for the title you want it to continue you would like you do, Fraserburgh to, yes. to do um, well aye um, unless you're a Brora fan of course well indeed I mean Brora have, are enjoying a fantastic season 22 wins out of 24 90 goals scored uh, so they're they're going really well uh, elsewhere Forest entertain Turriff United Fort William play Lossiemouth but that game's been switched to Grant Park in Lossiemouth because Claggan Park is a uh, well, it's likely to be waterlogged for the foreseeable future. Uh, and Lossiemouth sitting bottom, uh, Fort William just mm-hmm. a point ahead of them. That's that's got the makings of being a spicy encounter, that one. Huntley take on Clach. Uh, Keith face in Veruri Locos. Nairn welcome Bucky Thistle. Devon Vale travel to Strathbay Thistle. And Rothis, who are sitting in third point place still, they'll fancy their chances of them making the long journey up to Wick. Yeah, uh, junior football? Well, this time last week we were uh, confirming that the whole card had been cancelled and as it turned out it was a, a shrewd move because the mm-hmm. weather was just horrendous. Um, Bank City replayed their McLemmon Cup tie against Devon's side on Wednesday night and they won 4-0 and uh, just as luck would have it, they're also against Devon's side tomorrow in the Super League. There's a full Super League programme, so Banks of D away to Devon side Bankery St Ternan they host Nairn St Ninian game of the day perhaps at uh, Aberdeen Sports Village sees Bridget on Thistle entertain Cooter Ellen United they're down near their second bottom at the moment they host East End at the Meadows Montrose Rose Lee they go to Hall Russell United Hermes at Lockside Park against Colony Park and then Maud who currently occupy a bottom place in the table but uh, showing a, an upsurge in, in form recently so they're at home to dice in the first division uh, Buckinghaven Hearts against leader Sunnybanks that's bottom against top Aberdeen University are second they go to Bucky Rovers and Stone Stonywood Parkville against Longside and Division 2 going Tanner Burkhead Thistle New Elgin against Cruden Bay Newmacher United against Spey Valley United and there's also uh, one Morrison Cup Group 2 game that's Stonehaven at Glenury Park against Fraserburgh United and a couple of Elginshire Cup games up north as well Just by virtue of it being a leap year to finish on uh, this evening Andrew uh, we, we will have a hugely important month for the Dons now of course because we've got that uh, next Scottish Cup game on the 29th of February uh, just just a tiny bit over a week to go which is incredible to think when we're just off the back of the last round I know uh, no space to, to breathe whatsoever but uh, it will be a tough game uh, down at St Mirren. We haven't scored down there this season. They're well organised. Uh, but I'm sure Derek McInnes would have been at the replay at Fair Park on a Tuesday night uh, to see St Mirren score four, but concede four as well. So he'll have picked up pointers from that as to how to approach this one. And I think uh, the second half showing and the extra time showing at Rugby Park 
I think having the two up top is, is the way to go against them. Uh, Possibly. Is it only the fourth time we've played in February the 29th? I think it's the sixth. Six. Um, I'll have yeah. to double check. Chris Crichton wrote a, wrote a very good piece for the, the Match Day programme last week about uh, how he'd been holding this one back, uh, hoping we're going to have another 29th of February game. I believe this is a, the sixth one, but I will double check that. Yeah, I'm um, sure if anyone but, will find it, it'll be you, Andrew. You'll well, they, they don't come round that often. <laughs> no, I really hadn't don't. thought about it, so all the credit's got to go to Chris Crichton for for picking up that yeah, one absolutely it's Aberdeen against Ross County at Pataudry tomorrow come on you Reds North Sound 1 Red Friday with Red Wing when safety is critical they've got your PPE covered